Yay, we made it. Yay! Through all of the things that have happened over these past two weeks, it's been <laughs> pretty cray. It feels like a long time. Yeah, it. in some ways it feels like, like a short time. In other ways it feels like a really long time. Uh, my sad bank account feels like it's been a really <laughs> wrong, a long time. So that's like a whole whole ass thing. Um, yeah, so tell me about your uh, tell me about your week. Um, well, I guess I have more than a week's worth of stuff to tell you. Since yeah, it's been so long. Yeah, it's been like almost two weeks. How's how's your last two weeks been? <laughs> uh, it's good. We had the burlesque show. It was insane and so good. Our headliner was amazing, and yeah, that went over well. And then, um, oh, one of our chickens died. It got eaten by a fox. Oh, no. I did see that on social media. Yeah. It was Gale. Oh, no. Not Gale. Gale! <laughs> oh, no! That is sad, though. Yeah, she she was our, <laughs> uh, like, our bodyguard chicken. She took care of the rest of the coop. Yeah. So now they're all probably going to die. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of dead dead chickens. That's that's super sad. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't either. We're gonna bury her in the backyard. Yeah, you just need to get um, a cock, you know. <laughs> well, can't have too many of those around. <laughs> right, 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 right. True. <laughs> then you have a bunch of chickens, <laughs> like a bunch of chickens. <laughs> yeah, we already have too many eggs as it is. So yeah, yeah, I feel that. Would it? So tell me about uh, your move. How was the drive? Oh my gosh. So it was fucking... So I actually have your remote for the TV that I sold you. <laughs> yeah, we, we got a universal remote. <laughs> okay, cool. I was just going to send it to you in the mail. <laughs> because I literally, I left... So I woke up a little bit late and I hadn't... Like, I packed, like, most of my shit. Like, I think... Didn't I, like, leave your house and go home, and, like, the next day, I feel like I was, like, with you, and then I had to, yeah, like, Yeah, we were, stay we at... were definitely together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we went to Overclock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we came to your house and got the TV. Exactly. So I stayed up for the rest of the night, and, um, like, packed up all my stuff and got all my stuff ready to go, like, for the most part, and then started moving, like, key pieces, like, the big pieces of stuff into the fucking thing. And then the next morning, I woke up, and it was... Like, I probably fell asleep at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, so, like, I really even didn't even get that much sleep. And I wake up, and it's fucking blizzard out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, motherfuck my life, like, I have to leave right now. So then I still had, like, a bunch of shit to pack up, and I, like, forgot some stuff. Like, I forgot a pair of snowboarding boots at my roommate's house. My mom went and picked everything up, which is awesome of her. Thank you, Mom. But, um, it was, like, a whole fucking thing. And, um, then I, uh, I went... To, I realized that I had the remote, so I was going to drive to go say goodbye to my mom because she had been like, oh, stop by in the morning, blah, 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 whatever. We'll, like, give you food for your travels. I was, like, tight. Um, and then I was like, oh, my mom's house is right over by Adrian, so I can just go drop that remote off. Well, that was not <laughs> what happened. <laughs> like, as I was driving through town, there was literally five, like, five full-on, like, slide-outs. Like, some person, like, slid into a fucking building. Like, it was, like, I was, like... I need to fucking get out of like the state limits right now. Otherwise I'm never going to leave. Like it's like, yeah. it's trying to, the state is trying to suck me in. Like it was, it was nuts. So, so I finally like I get out of South Dakota and the weather's fine. It was great for the rest of the time. It's like <laughs> 65 degrees and sunny all the way. So I, I drove to Salt Lake and uh, stayed with my friend Chase and that was super fucking dope. Um, we went and saw Jojo rabbit, which is that, Taika Waititi film? I don't really know how to pronounce his name. I just know what it looks like. Um, about, like, the Nazi stuff. Um, which was, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna give anything away, because it's a really fucking good movie, and everyone should go see it. It's really fucking awesome. Um, but uh, we did that, and then I stayed an extra day, and, like, we went, and um, we just, like, hung out and did stuff in downtown Ogden like we went to Lucky Slice which is like the best pizza slice ever other than Indy <laughs> and um yeah so it was a good it was a good visit I haven't seen him in a while that's the person that I went to Minneapolis with for the uh, massive attack show um, oh right yeah so from Salt Lake City I drove to Concord um which is in the Bay Area and um I like 
get to Concord, and I'm like, cool, awesome. I'm in California. Weed is legal. Like, I'm going to get so fucking stoned right now. Like, it's going to be great. Um, so I, like, I settle in. I, like, move my important stuff out of my car and into my friend's apartment. She's at a wedding at this time, so, like, she's not here. So it's basically, like, an Airbnb, which is dope. <laughs> I got, like, the place right. to myself and her adorable smushy face cat, who I love. Aww. Her name's Lily. She's a cutie. Cute. <laughs> and send pics. Oh, dude, I will. Cat piss. Black pics. Cat piss. Not piss. Don't send me cat piss. <laughs> right, right, right. Send cat pics. Pussy pics, if you will. Post pics. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I get in. I get settled down. I say hi to the cat. Whatever. And I'm like, okay. So fucking Google dispensaries now my experience with dispensaries is has been in colorado where um there's literally seven on every single street everywhere (laughs) and you just walk into them and it's just weed there you go all the time it's great um so in california especially in like the bay area apparently like people don't want brick and mortar like establishments for dispensaries apparently for some fucking reason so everything's fucking delivery so i wasted time money and effort going to like four (laughs) places that there was no fucking storefronts so i was like what the fuck so i finally was just like okay well i guess i'll just get it fucking delivered then like that seems like convenient but everywhere's like a 50 dollar minimum and i was like I'm, I literally just want like a twenty dollar bag of edibles that are like five milligram because I, I I'm kind of a, a puss these days. Like I really don't have that much of a tolerance. Like I just want like this little thing or like even just like a five dollar chibitu. Like that's all I want. Couldn't fucking find it. And then I finally found one that their like delivery minimum was thirty five. And I was like, cool, awesome. That's manageable for me. So I order my stuff, put the order in. It takes like two fucking hours. Finally, I call them back. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, so it's been like two hours and like nobody's like texted me with like any information. And they're like, oh, my God, just so sorry. Like, let's restart your order. So I give them my order and send it in. And then apparently they have to take that information, like calculate everything. And then they call you back with like a price and delivery time. Okay. And everything's in cash. So during that, that space time, I go to Lucky uh, not Lucky Caesars, Little Caesars. I go to Little Caesars. Lucky Caesars. Lucky Caesars, right. I go to Little Caesars, I buy a fucking, you know, pizza, $5 pizza. I'm like, tight, I'm going to get stoned, I'm going to eat pizza, I'm going to play Tekken, it's going to be great. Um, and then I come back, and they call me back, and they're like, okay, so you didn't reach the $50 minimum, so there's a $10 charge, so the total's going to be 48 something And I was like, are you off? <laughs> Fuck off! Like, are you serious right now? Like, this is so fucking stupid. And I was like, even though it said on weed maps that it was 35 they're like yeah unfortunately like blah, blah, blah. and i was like okay just fucking cancel it i don't give i don't give a fuck so then i go to open this pizza and this pizza looks like it's been like sitting outside like in the element like, forever and i'm like oh fuck but i've already spent the money on it so i'm not just gonna not eat it so i like eat it and i'm like oh this isn't so bad and i like warm up a couple slices and i'm like oh this isn't so bad and then i get fucking food poisoning <laughs> So, and this was really early on in the day because I got into town at like four something. Like I left Utah really early, like a 10 hour drive. So like, I just like for the rest of the night was just like on, like laying in bed, on the toilet, laying in bed, on the toilet. And then luckily the next day I felt better. I went and saw the Menzingers in San Francisco. I ended up running into the largest portion of Midwesterners in like the entire city, I'm sure, because it was just oops and oh, excuse me, like fucking, oh, don't you know, like back and forth for the whole night. Um, I ended up meeting some Dope. friends at the show and they took me to a biker bar and I'm like, oh, cool, this is like right up my alley. Well, what they meant by biker bar is bicyclist bar. Uh, nope. <laughs> Wrong alley. Wrong alley. alley. <laughs> Street bikers are my sworn enemy. So, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, the next day I drove up to Tahoe, and uh, here I am, and I'm all moved into my fucking boiling hot upstairs apartment. That was a bitch, but now we're here and we're all good. So that was uh, cool. The last two weeks. Yay! Happy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, should we talk about porn on um, the internet? Yeah, I think it's just about that time to talk about porn on the internet. Cool. So this is uh, the fourth episode. So if you haven't listened to the first three, you should go and do that now. All of them are very important. We've got a lot of callbacks from those episodes kind of branching up to the subjects that we're talking about now. So it'll probably make a lot more sense if you uh, if you check out those earlier episodes. 
Well, and you get the whole picture of porn right, on the internet. That's, yeah, that's also very important. So, for sure. who doesn't want the whole picture of porn? I want every picture of porn. On the, well, well, maybe <laughs> every not every. <laughs> maybe not every. Um, yeah, so where are we now, essentially? So we've got, you know websites for every single different possible fetish that every single different possible person could have um like we've mentioned multiple times in the series rule 34 if it exists there's porn of it there is a porn for every single person even if you probably think that you don't like porn there's probably a porn for you there's Mm -hmm. porn for you it's true yeah um so with that um do you want to talk about the serious stuff yeah, first and then talk yeah, about yeah, the fun we stuff? Can talk about so we'll talk about the serious stuff first so uh what we kind of were talking about towards the end of our last episode that's kind of one of our bigger things especially looking into um camming gaming popularity and of course sex work on the internet and the availability for sex workers to find clients on the internet a big thing that we've been kind of mentioning and hinting at is the sesta fosta laws so um, I got a lot of this information from a Vox article titled, a Vox.com, that's V-O-X.com, uh, titled, A New Law Intended to Curb Sex Trafficking Threatens the Future of the Internet as We Know It. This was pub- published in July of 2008. Yeah, it's a great, it's a really super informative article. It's got all the stuff in there. Um, so SESTA is the Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act and FOSTA's Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. And these are two bills that were intended to make it easier to cut down on illegal sex trafficking online. However, the problem with the bills is that, as this article states, um, it kind of pokes a huge hole in the safe harbor rule of the Internet, which is Section 230 of the 1996 Communications Decency Act, known more simply as Section 230. Now, Section 230 states that no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. So if we explain that like you're five, um, it's a piece of legislation that provides immunity from liability for providers and users of an interactive computer service who publish information provided by others. So essentially, websites and online services can't be held liable for the content created by their users, which is a huge thing, um, especially in terms of like um, free speech on the internet. Um, as we mentioned in the last episodes, it's because of... Um, these pieces of legislation that led down or led to the takedown of things like Craigslist personals pages. Um, and then the problem here became, it didn't matter if websites were actually promoting prostitution, but that filtering through every ad and the outside chance that they were would have been too difficult. So of course it becomes easier and less costly to just remove the opportunity to post at all. Um, but SESTA and FOSTA began their lives as a way to hold Backpage legally responsible for content on its site, regardless, um, or sorry, in regards to sex trafficking as well as sex work, which had previously been unsuccessful due to Section 230. And now, due to you know the cannon blasts that have been shot through Section 230, FOSTA and SESTA have become a multi-headed monster that just sets up for massive censorship across the internet. And that's not only regulated um, to potential sex work ads, and um, it kind of ends up in the over-policing of any public content. Yeah, so at this, with this introduction, this is when we saw, like, Tumblr took a huge hit. Like we mentioned previously, I'm looking over here because you're... Hi! <laughs> oh, we're recording at a distance, by the um, way. <laughs> Just so everybody knows. Oh, yes. I mean, obviously, but yeah, anyways. We're listening to a conference call yeah. right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Tumblr took a hit, and I believe we both said, whatever episode that was, that neither of us have really been back to Tumblr no. since, and <laughs> maybe, maybe no one has. We'll never know. We'll just come up with another <laughs> article, you know, in like a couple of years, like the same one about MySpace, how the only people there are. But that's the thing, is like, the only people that are there can't be sex workers because of all of the things that went through, you know, policing online content. Um, and I mean, like, you, it goes even further with like conservative and religious... Oh, jeez. Oh. I, oh, yeah. Um, sorry, I just got a text and another one. I'm going to turn this off. <laughs> um, it goes even further with conservative and religious groups using the bill as a path to attack consensual adult pornography. So, like, it's not just about, like, sex workers or sex trafficking. It's also, like, going as far as to branch out into pornography that already is established and follows, you know, content rules and regulations that are put in place. Um, this essentially levels all of that playing field so that it makes it open for mass censorship like that which is really just i don't know i don't know the word for it maybe you do but it's not a good feeling about everything 
it looks like it comes from a place of good intentions, but then it just makes everything uh, harder and right. scarier. Oh, exactly, and it's even, like, I know that there was, like, a lot, like, not necessarily that anyone (laughs) is a huge fan of Amy Schumer, (laughs) but I know that there was, like, (laughs) Amy Schumer was one of, like, a, like, there was, like, a bunch of, like, very forthright, mostly liberal or left-leaning people in the public eye and, like, celebrities that were, like, coming out saying, like, you you should call your senators and call your congresspeople to, like, have them take away section 230 because like it's aiding in like the like the i am jane doe campaign um which is kind of like a little crazy to me because it's like like i think even seth myers was part of that campaign but it's like you can't like you can't just come out in support of something without doing all of the like necessary research and like obviously like that was a shortcoming here because like this isn't even i mean like it is definitely about like like sex trafficking is terrible sex trafficking is terrible no one is ever like say that that's like a false statement obviously but we also have to recognize that like by doing this like not like there was already things in place and already ways of like doing targeted raid attacks on people that were actually using it for sex trafficking as opposed to people that are using it for ways of like safely acquiring client information and like practicing sex work in a state in a safer way and now that's been taken away and on top of it you also have to worry about further censorship (laughs) (laughs) hi (laughs) sorry i feel like i look probably like a total dork no you're fine um so yeah in short is there how does i don't know i guess i'm trying to find out like um because all i know about this law is basically you know, what was written up about it. Um, so I imagine that there's a bunch of pushback and I don't know. So as far as I know, SESTA and FOSTA have already been signed into law. So they have gone through. Right. There was a bunch of pushback that um, happened before 2018 and when the laws were originally introduced, like when those were originally introduced, I believe it was 2017. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, we haven't seen a whole lot other than, like, the obvious ones, like Craigslist and Backpage, of course, um, and and all of that being taken down. Um, But I'm trying to find when it was signed into law here. Congress.gov. Latest action became public law number 115-164, April 11th of 2018. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then with that, everyone's just kind of carefully monitoring the situation with Backpage. Um, I mean, from what I saw from that Vox article, too, is, like, Backpage, like, had other issues that were outside of the 230 law. And apparently, you know, as was stated here, like, that originally was the reason for these laws to be created was to try and take down Backpage. And from what anybody can really feasibly tell is these laws weren't... I mean, yes, sex trafficking is a part of it, but these laws were also very, very directly aimed at all, like, more than just sex workers that are having consensual sex with clients, but also things like people that are producing and starring in and selling pornography as well. So there's there's a whole bunch right. of shit wrapped up into this that it's not just it's not just about one sick thing. And honestly, I mean, I have not read the whole bill. I have not read the whole law. So I'm not going to like claim that. But even here, I'm reading a Washington Post article that said that Representative Ann Wagner, who's a Republican from Missouri, um, said that we have shut down nearly 90% of the online sex trafficking businesses and ads. Um, and that was like that was a claim that were made that was made by her. Um, and it says here, regular readers of the fact checker may recall that in 2015, we debunked several faulty or misleading claims about sex trafficking made by members of Congress, including Wagner. Sex trafficking is a horrific crime, but real data is sparse and often exaggerated. Wagner, for instance, had claimed that the Justice Department estimated that 300,000 girls in the United States were at risk of being sex trafficked. But it turned out it's it was not a Justice Department figure, but a number plucked out of a stale, decades-old study that had not been peer-reviewed and was largely discredited. Um, so, <clears throat> obviously, 
right wing or more conservative people are making a lot of claims about what's happening on the internet but Mm -hmm. the internet is a very complex thing um and so you can't just say things like that um because there's (laughs) there's more information like hidden everywhere I mean there's there's you know things with the dark web and there's um different websites like you can't collect data from every single website that has I mean you can you technically can write I can't because I don't (laughs) do anything like that but it's like (laughs) but it's like a very complicated larger picture thing like you can't just make blunt statements like that when there's obviously like untruth to it because you know it's a it's a working thing but this was a Washington Post article published uh august 20th 2018 written by glenn kessler so yeah and then of course it is and then of course we're going into next week um for our final kind of a wrap-up episode of the series we are going to be doing an interview with a cam girl yes cool so she's ready to go we'll be able to get a little bit more into that once we get there um so another big thing that came up especially in terms of like how content is distributed on the internet um revenge porn is something that became super super popular in kind of the early 10s of uh of this decade right well the millennium yes the The millennium indeed (laughs) (laughs) um so uh, the next one that I found was kind of a cool little a brief history of revenge porn that was published um, by Alexa Solis Ray Solis Ray I am not sure but it's a new it's a New York mag published um, <laughs> June nineteenth of two thousand thirteen so this one's a little bit older but we have um, starting in nineteen eighty Hustlers Beaver Hunt published nude photos of an unwilling and unknown woman taken by her husband during a camping strip and. Li- Camping trip, not strip. <laughs> Camping strip. Uh, and then later taken by her husband. Um, alongside the images, Hustler mentioned her passion for collecting arrowheads, which is true, and her desire to be screwed by two bikers, which is false, depending on what region of the country oh, you're in. That can mean God. two very different things. <laughs> I immediately picture, like, a Hell's Angel. Right. <laughs> Due to my recent encounter, I immediately picture two hipsters with uh, fixies. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Which, you know, either way. Uh, and then in 2000, Italian researcher Sergio Messina identifies an emergent genre he calls real core pornography, which are photos and videos of ex-girlfriends initially shared in Usenet groups. So that's, you know, going oh. throwback to those, those Usenets. Um, in 2008, porn video aggregator Xtube claims that the site is getting two to three complaints a week about revenge porn. Photos and videos of unwitting exes posted in anger. Um, websites and blogs dedicated to the genre began to appear, often mixing real user-submitted revenge porn with staged versions. So I feel like that's something that you see a lot um, when you do look at um, kind of like the daily you know popular videos as you see like girlfriend revenge or like real girlfriend or like whatever um which some of them obviously are staged although i'm sure a large portion are not (laughs) yeah for sure and then uh, in 2010 we have a 20 year old house painter from suburban new zealand look at my dick Look at this beautiful dick, how I painted this dick. It looks great. Um, who's the first to go to prison for posting revenge porn on Facebook. Um, that same year, in a gender-reversing example known in Australia as Dicky Licks, Leaks, Dicky Leaks. Oh, shit. Dicky Leaks? A teenager uploads naked photos of two famous Australian rules football players i just want to let them know what it feels like to have your reputation absolutely ruined oh dang but i mean at the same time it's like i don't know if that ruins someone's reputation like right yeah anyways uh hunter moore launches is anyoneup.com which i don't know about you but i was very familiar with (laughs) i Uh, i'm not familiar so we have like a couple of people from Rapid City, from the Rapid City area that were featured on Is Anyone Up? Um, but essentially it featured naked photographs alongside subjects like full names and links to like Facebook and MySpace profiles. Um, okay. And then Shit. he, Hunter Moore, like taunted victims, like we've all masturbated to you or laughed at you. It can't get any worse. Um, he also like 
had media baiting antics, headbutting a go-go dancer, or trying to have sex with a 20-year-old woman in a car during an interview with a village voice reporter. All right. That's like oh a God. whole... <laughs> that's a vibe. <laughs> that's, a, that's a downward spiral right, right so there. He, he essentially was... It earned him the reputation, it says here, of revenge porn supervillain. So that was like a whole fucking thing Ugh. and then following rumors of an sbi fbi investigation more closed season went up in 2012 into the url to an anti-bullying charity and then 2013 a bill is proposed in florida that would make it a felony punishable by up to five years in jail to post revenge porn online and that bill would be the initial wave of support um but debate on it in the house had been temporarily postponed at this point and of course that article that article was published in 2013 so hunter moore actually um did go to jail um Dope. so here um i have to fbi investigation <clears throat> so one of the victims of the uh, the mother of one of the victims on the site decided to track more down and conducted a two-year investigation where she compiled evidence from more than 40 victims and gave it to the fbi um so in 2012 more and a colleague hacker named Charles Evans, he went under the alias of Gary Jones, was suspected of hacking-related crime. So it wasn't just people that were submitting, like, this was also them, like, hacking into fucking people's shit. Um, when it came, uh, when it became apparent to Moore that news about his FBI investigation was beginning to surface to the public, Moore responded that, I will literally fucking buy a first-class fucking plane ticket right now, eat an amazing meal, buy a gun in New York, and fucking kill whoever talked about my FBI investigation. I'm that pissed over it. I'm actually mad right now. So this is like pretty peak edgelord times like 2010 to like 2012 like that was like a whole thing um that he was indicted in january of 2014 on charges of conspiracy unauthorized access to a protected computer and aggravated identity theft um he was released two days later from sacramento county jail on a hundred thousand dollar bond um he is allowed no access to the internet and is required by law to dismantle the archives he owns for is anyone up um, and then on January of 2015, exactly one year since Moore had last tweeted, tweets began to appear on his account, making it seem like he'd returned to the internet. Moore's mother revealed that his account was either taken over or hacked, and he had nothing to do. Um, yeah, he was convicted. Um, he was on three years probation. Um, he won. Uh, he lost the defamation suit. Like he just, yeah, his his life got super fucked up. And then I remember when somebody like tweeted from his account, everybody was like, "Oh my god, it's back!" Like it was, yeah, it was a weird time. It was a weird time on yeah. the internet for sure. So I guess the moral of the story is uh, copyright your nudes. Yeah, dude, for real, get that shit fucking <laughs> trademarked. So in other um, weird things that might impact your internet sex experiences um <laughs> the <laughs> pentai wars when those two um websites were going head to head do you remember that the hen yeah the hentai, hentai sites go to war not. leaving animated porn's future in doubt <laughs> it happened july of this year oh my god Oh man, I don't remember um, this. Please so tell. I honestly tell. don't know much about it. I, it's just that there's um, this is from an article titled "Hentai Sites Go to War, Leaving Animated Porn Future in Doubt." <laughs> <laughs> um, but essentially, I don't know much about hentai. If I'm being completely honest, I can break it down. Cool, for you thank here you. In a bit. <laughs> so, um, for those who know nothing, it is um, cartoon porn, right? Is there anything yeah, else yeah. that falls would go into a definition? Um, so in Japan, hentai actually means any type of perverse or bizarre sexual desire act. Outside of Japan, it's been associated simply with anime and manga pornography. Okay. Um, it uh, it is a compound kanji made of hen, which means weird or strange, or tai, which means appearance or condition. Okay. Um, and also. Means Perversion or abnormality, especially when used as an adjective. Cool. Be cool. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, um, from what I can gather, it says um, that there is a website called Hentai Haven, and there's like the Civil War, like it got taken over. Um, and it there's like this weird civil war within the hentai community that was happening this summer. I don't know how it um, 
all played out. I tried to like Google around to see what became of that, but I just kept getting hits for hentai porn. So, um, right. This job has been pretty, um, <laughs> pretty interesting in terms of like the things that I've seen now. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some shit officially. So there's, there was hentai Haven and then there's the competing hentai site. I'm going to say Baku. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know f-a-k-k-u yeah um so it took on uh hente haven i think last december and it was going alongside with its legal liabilities is what the article said so there's like this um there's like legal battles on copyright issues and the owners of the websites it sounds like they have had drama for years so yeah yeah um which is just intriguing to me i would really watch that netflix series (laughs) yeah i would love to see i would love to see that that'd be great hentai is yeah hentai has kind of a weird complicated relationship with the united states um not super complicated because i mean obviously we have it now today and really available um but uh so originally like in the 1990s that's kind of like as far back as um we see that term describing like an erotic graphic novel there was one in the in 1990 that was published called (laughs) h-bomb which it's japanese it just sounds i i haven't read it so i have no idea um but around this time there was many websites that were also selling images called from japanese erotic visual novels and games um so like the beginning of like the two like the mid to late 90s early 2000s that's when it was like getting into it and at the beginning of 2000 hentai was listed as the first and most popular search term on the internet while anime was in 99 so it's pretty popular in this country <clears throat> so hentai and its content are easily as broad if not more broad than traditional western pornography because i mean when you have animation it's like so much easier to portray yeah. pretty much anything you um, can do a bunch of more weird shit yeah exactly <laughs> um, um and so with hentai like it, it kind of it's the same you know kind of foil as like um having like softcore porn like you have etchy um, and then you also have, like, some fucking, like, deep, deep, like, horror porn shit, which is, like, the really weird stuff. Ugh. I don't know about you. Did you ever see uh, La Blue Girl? No, I didn't. That was, like, well, first of all, it was absolutely traumatizing. But it's, like, one of the first, like, like tentacle porn things that was, like, I don't know. Like, everybody everybody around the internet, like, everybody remembers watching, like, you know, you come into, like, two girls, one cup. Like, that was, like, the OG yeah. fucking internet. Everybody, well, the thing is, like, I have heard so much about tentacle porn. I have never actually seen a clip of tentacle porn. You should look it up. It'll change your life. <laughs> you I, never know I, until you know, you know. That's probably why I haven't looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Lulu Girl is, like, um, definitely ranging more on, like, the horror porn stuff because it was like okay. it was definitely like traumatic scenes of like tentacle rape which is like kind of brings me to like another point it was like it seems like um a lot of anime pornography or a lot of hentai um seems to have a lot of that kind of going on like <clears throat> like non-consent or like reluctance like that seems like a big thing um within uh, the Japanese media that we're getting kind of brought across here. So the first erotic Japanese film seen in the United States was the 1969 film 1001 Arabian Nights, which um, included erotic elements from the original story. And then in 1970, there was Cleopatra, Queen of Sex, which was one of the first okay. animated films to carry an X rating, but apparently it was mislabeled as erotica in the United States. I don't know. It's called Queen of Sex. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. That's like a mislabeling. I haven't seen it though. So I, who knows? Um, and then, unfortunately, during the early '80s, there was all search like things Alita anime, which is underage sex, which these are you know part of the first underground distribution of erotic. Work. And then in December of 1992, the first etchy title was released in the United States by a company called AD Vision, titled Devil Hunter Yoko, which okay. contained uh, no sexual intercourse, but pushes the limits of etchy category with sexual dialogue, nudity. And one scene in which the heroine is about to be raped, which again, like, <laughs> you have this come up again. So I did some research after finding so many connections to hentai or animated pornography with such a huge focus on rape um, and, like, non-consent um, and got some interesting but still confounding answers. Like, I mean, um, nobody has... <clears throat> 
unless you like sit down and talk to like a bunch of fucking rapists, which doesn't happen or hasn't really happened yet. Um, there's not, you know, a whole lot of information out there. Um, so one suggestion is that fetishization is much higher in Japan and there is a sexual industry sector that's been around there longer than we've had in the West, but also there's a lack of actual penetrative sex, um, among Japanese men and women. Um, so then there's the idea of herbivore men is what they call them who actively shun real women, sometimes preferring 2D women. Um, and being disinterested or resigned to their fate as single men, so very similar to the whole incel thing that we've got going on here. Right. Um, And then the idea that that scarcity of female interaction can often manifest as idolizing women, which is is present in other aspects of Japanese culture as well, Um, and then that the appeal of rape is attaining something that is not normally attainable. Uh, Largely, it seems to be a cultural thing, but at the same time, these forms of media are also translated into multiple languages and transferred among different countries. So it's like, right. you know, it's definitely not just like a Japan thing. Yeah, it's not secluded at all. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, it's just a weird, um, it's a weird thought to have to like see it so active, like in your face that way, I guess. Um, but then, of course, you can't talk about Japanese erotic media without calling into question erotic games. Um, or right, right, right. <laughs> um, so I know you have a bit about erotic games as well. Um, I just kind of focused on what was pertaining to hentai. So I have um, uh, erotic animated games in Japan started as early as the 1980s with the development and use of the personal computer. In 1981, saw the first release in America for the Apple II of a game called Soft Porn Adventure. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, which really isn't surprising based on all the stuff that we've uh, talked about in the past episodes like as soon as computers were a thing yeah porn on the internet was shortly after right exactly and it kind of went for like the heart towards the hardcore direction too so it's like you know i i don't know why i'm surprised about like learning these because i am like that date surprised me, like, i know right too. like there was a soft porn adventure released in the united states too like that's the crazy thing. yeah um so in the 1980s like games like this especially from japan started dying out due to just super high prices um and then of course you know it took a while for like the 80s were like nah the 90s were like nah it was like took until kind of like the late like mid to late 90s before people actually even started using personal computers so of course these games kind of had like a little blip period but they did come back with like visual novels and like dating so things like that in the 90s um so we did kind of see that burst into effect in the 90s where we see yeah. a burst in all personal computer gaming. So. Right. So I just found, I did, um, I pulled up Steam is what I did. And just like in their search function, looking at not, not safe for work, that tag, um, just the things that are pulling up are, I'm... I'm curious about some, and I'm wondering, like, why some of these other ones are even part of Not Safe for Work. Right. So, um, like, one of them that I'm looking at right now, it's a top seller. It's called How to Raise a Wolf Girl. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, you know, anime style, but it's super cutesy looking, and you can't really tell by looking at, you know, the photos, except for one weird one where there's disembodied hands braiding her hair so so i didn't um the easiest way for me to look at the current video games in the porn world was to just pull up steam and um use their search function uh so the first tag that i looked up was nsfw um and i just scrolled down i'm looking at the top sellers just to see what the people are buying. Um, There is one that I'm super curious about because it looks super fun. You should actually Google it on your side because it looks super fun. (laughs) It's called Leisure Sweet Larry. Wet dreams don't dry. (laughs) Oh, Leisure Suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, um, that's that's a game that's been around for like a while. I've never seen it before. Yesterday, when I pulled this up. Yeah. It's like, it was old. It was published by Sierra in 1987, well, it says. Yeah, this well, is an old game. it's $30 on Steam. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, oh, it just, just came out in 2018, so it's new. Yeah, yeah, the new one. That's I remember seeing. Yeah, I remember seeing something about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's been, it was an old right, game. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure a lot a of these are. <laughs> um, there's also one that is called Amorous. Okay, the the letters are super weird, but it's Amorous, and it looks like it's furry based. Um, and it. Lo- How do you spell it? A M O R O U S. But there's like a bunch of symbols, so. It, was like hard to read um but yeah it looks like it's furry based it looks like it's maybe a point to click play um there's just a bunch of buff furries hanging out in a pool i see that it's free (laughs) it's an 18 plus furry dating yeah so there's that there's um (laughs) tycoon porno studio um i love a tycoon game not gonna lie for sure yeah (laughs) um yeah it looks like you just create your own pornos so that's cool um there's one called house party and it looks like they tried to do like realistic characters Mm -hmm. and so that that, i think game grumps played those one that one it was pretty weird it looks (laughs) weird it looks it looks like a party you'd go to to get date raped. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It is. Game Grumps did play that, and I can one hundred percent confirm that that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so I also looked up um, which games have like a sex scene in them, and there's a lot. And some of them don't look like they would even be a sex game. They probably just have a sex scene in them. But there's. Um, mm-hmm. Like Mandy's Room 2, Naughty by Nature, and it's just like a pair of women's legs hanging out together. Um, It only has 19 positive reviews, so that's cool. Um, Look at that. And I also, I did did just like a a general search for um, like sex video games, and I got... ThePornDude.com has an article that's the best porn games and related websites, and it's, like, a whole fucking bunch of them. Um, over 50 of these games on the first, or websites on the first page, and uh, some of them, there's one that's, like, booty calls, play the kinkiest dating sim mm-hmm. for free, and then it's just a woman <laughs> bending over... And then it's like, choose your item. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So some, some of them... Where's the item going? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. You decide. Dealer's choice. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a lot of them that are obviously cartoon. And there's some that are obviously uh, the hentai persuasion. Um, but the, there's mm-hmm. the ones that try to look ultra realistic. Mm-hmm. And it freaks me out. It's weird. I think it's because they don't have the facial thing down. It's not that uncanny valley, you know? Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's weird. But <laughs> if you want to play it, you can do it. We don't... In this house, we do not kink shame. <laughs> I mean, mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I remember... So... I don't know if this has anything to do with popularity or if I'm, like, really doubting the amount of uh, data transference there is on the internet. But, like, every once in a while, I'll be, like, on a porn website and I'll see, like, those super hyper-realistic, like, depictions of, like, Overwatch characters getting fucked. (laughs) Okay, I'm glad that's not just me. It's weird. Because I think that it's very popular then. Because, like, I don't, I mean, I don't personally watch that. I, I have seen some of it and it's very, I'm surprised at how good it is. Um, in terms of just, like, getting that to go, (laughs) like, making it look like those characters are actually doing that, which is, like, a whole thing, but, um, I, yeah, I was really worried for a second, because, like, I play a lot of Overwatch, so I was really worried that I was, like, being targeted for, uh, kinky 3D Overwatch. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of 3D I also 
play a lot of Overwatch, so it's possible. That... Oh yeah, maybe we should ask an outside, <laughs> like a third party observer. <laughs> Uh, but another cool thing about sex in video games is the virtual reality porn. Um, okay. A friend of mine has, like, the VR that you can use on your phone. Mm-hmm. And you can just, like, watch, you know, VR or, like, point of view porn on it. And, like, it looks, you know, I guess it's supposed to look like. Like you're doing yeah, it? Yeah, like you are doing it. <laughs> which has got to be cool for people that are into that. And then like hand in hand with that, there are um, uh, like sex toys that can be connected to your computer. So um, like I know a few cam girls that have the, the dildo that will go off when you hear the the sound with the tips. Yeah. Yeah. And so the more you tip, the more it fucking does whatever it's designed to do. <laughs> Vibrate inside Vibrate. of the vagina. Maybe it swirls. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like sh- that shit is super cool to me that you can really just customize your fucking porn experience. Yeah, you really can. Um, speaking of customizing, uh, so, oh, fuck. That's right. Oh, wait, I can't. Okay, so I I have a list here of Pornhub's U.S. top three searches search terms by state. Oh, dope, dope, dope. Um, which is pretty cool. I don't know if I can actually. Yeah, no, this is just a picture. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to crack my knuckles. You really a... did. I really <laughs> <Yeah>. heard that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to to make sure to uh, dust off my U.S. geography because I don't know if I can name all of these states. But I'll do my darndest. So, starting with Washington, we've got Asian porn. Um, it also has the average duration of visitation, like average visit duration, ra- rather, um, which is kind of funny because it starts off at the 10 minute mark and then only goes to the 11 minute and 59 second mark. So, oh, okay. Um, so, in Washington, we have Asian is the most popular um, search term. And they're pretty, like, mid-ground, like, very light browsing. People apparently getting off super fast in Washington. Um, next to that is Oregon, which is teen, is the oh, highest. Oh, no. Yeah, one of those ones is super fun. Um, in uh, California, Asian is also the highest one. Um, in Nevada, it is Anita Queen, which is weird because it's just it's just a porn star. I've not seen Anita oh, Queen's work, I'm gonna... so I don't know. Quickly, She's Google. Very, I've I had did look her up. She is very beautiful. Um, looks like she does pretty much everything. So that's that's a good time. She's from the Czech Republic, I believe. Okay. Um, in Idaho and Montana, both of the highest uh, searched are compilations. Oh. Yeah. So I am feel that you know good compilations always. You a good just time. you know what you like Kinda and you like just want to see that. Roulette. Yeah. yeah. Of, uh, of the stuff that you enjoy. Um, Wyoming smoking is the highest search term. So I don't know. I guess people smoking cigarettes or something. I don't. Yeah. Um, in North Dakota, it's cream pie. Gross. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Surprising that it's not South Dakota considering our uh, uh, Craigslist adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in uh, South Dakota, it's actually POV. So, point of oh. view porn is really big in South Dakota. Uh, a lot of lonely farmers out there <laughs> want to put themselves in people's places. Um, and then in Nebraska, Colorado, and. I believe this Kansas is cream pie. Gross. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's underneath Nebraska? That's Kansas, right? Shit, dude. I, don't, I gotta look up. <laughs> I can't picture really it in my head. Right, 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 right. Um, so, and then in Minnesota and Iowa... I have to look at this, the I'm shapes of the to, states. I'm going to have to, honestly. Okay. Yeah. I might just have to pull up. <laughs> I tried so hard. I'm going to move to states that I actually know. Uh, New Mexico, compilation. Okay. Okay. 
Arizona. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No. Arizona compilation. <laughs> um, New Mexico is cream pie. Texas is another teen, which is, like, mm. weird, considering, yeah. like, you know, like, the whole Waco thing and all yeah. Um Louisiana, ebony. Um, Tennessee, also ebony. Um, the one right above Florida. Which on one? On the right-hand side. Georgia? Georgia, also ebony. Um, South Carolina, teen. North Carolina, MILF. That's our first MILF ah. of the season. Um, uh, that's North Carolina. What's... Virginia's what's, above North Carolina. Virginia's above North Carolina. I can't tell if that's ebony or cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> They're very close together, those states, once you get kind of up there. Yeah. Um, and then... The one right below, it looks like Ohio is cream pie. Um, okay. Looks like Michigan is teen. Um, what's the one directly below Ohio? Kentucky? Kentucky is hentai. Oh, Kentucky. Surprising. Pulling yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then it looks like Maine and New Hampshire, both compilation. Um, looks like New York is college. Um Pennsylvania is also college. And then um, looks like the Washington, Baltimore area is Ebony and MILF. Huh. What did you say Florida was? Cream pie. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of a lot of people are really into cream pies. What about Hawaii and Alaska? Oh, it doesn't say. Oh my god. I know. Excluded. But Hawaii and Alaska really aren't, you know, shouldn't be part of the United States anywhere because they're indigenous nations. But <laughs> anyways, well, I mean, <laughs> technically. Uh, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, no, this just shows the continental uh, U.S. So there's that. So yeah. Shit. Yeah, so, I'm surprised that Kentucky pulled it out with hentai. That's, uh, that's, the, a that's whole... the only one too, right? Yeah, that was the only one that's hentai. The rest of them are, like, fucking super, like, teen compilation cream pie. The ones that threw me off were Anita Queen, which is, yeah. you know, that's just weird. Very specific. Um, yeah, speci- like, Nevada's, like, kind of like South Dakota, where it's, like, there's, like, a lot of people, or there's not a lot of people in, like, a very expanded space, so, like, I right. get it. Um, so maybe there's not a whole lot of searching. And then Utah, of course, there's nothing in Utah, because I'm pretty sure pornography is still illegal there. That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, shit. That is porn on the internet. That is porn there on the is. internet. That's it. We've, uh, so that brings I mean, us to present day. <laughs> yeah, so, so here we are. I think, I mean, obviously, there's stuff that, like, we didn't, um, you know, we didn't talk about in great detail. There's some, there's obviously like, I mean, it's huge. The internet is fucking massive and has expanded beyond any kind of point of being able to, you know, be able to point out every single thing, you know? So we did, we did our darndest to give you the most relevant information. And we did the shit that comes to our mind when we think of porn and the internet. Yeah. So there's obviously going to be stuff that, we don't think about because of whatever reason. Right. But on that note, we would love to hear from you, the listeners about what your experiences with porn on the internet are like, what are your early experiences or your first experiences or what's your porn collection look like? Yeah. What's your kink? You don't have to tell us that. You don't have to, but also, if you want to remain anonymous, like, know that this would be completely 100% anonymous. Like, we just need some content to, uh, you know, put on uh, the old the old pod, you know? The old pottery. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to l- rattle off where we are? Twitter? Oh, is- yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, okay. um, so Twitter and Instagram, we're both going to be bite-sized podcast um so that's going to be b-y-t-e-s-i-z-e podcast um so that's twitter and instagram you can also find us at bite Size podcast on facebook we also have our email address which is bite-sized podcast <laughs> at gmail.com that's b-y-t-e 
S-I-Z-E-D as in dog podcast at gmail.com. Um, and then also we are now on the Google Play Store or Google Music Store, Google Play Music, whatever that is. I don't have an Android <laughs> phone. <laughs> um, we're also on Spotify. You can find us on our Podomatic page here. Um, and then we are also now officially on iTunes. We Yay! made it. We are We're on cool Apple now. Podcasts. Yes. <laughs> you made me care more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, with Apple Podcasts, like a big part of that is receiving reviews and um, stars. So if you do listen to us on your Apple Podcasts, um, please just go ahead and leave us a quick review. You don't even, it doesn't even have to, you know, be anything deep or detailed or serious just uh say that you like us or you don't or or that we forced you at gunpoint to write something you know whatever um so, (laughs) so those are very important um now that we are on the site so we are yeah wherever you can find your you know wherever good podcasts are sold we're there that's where we are Mm -hmm. um so we did all that before talking about video games (laughs) Did you want to tell me what you've been playing? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I've been playing... Um, I started playing Hollow Knight. Um, cause I have, oh, dope! Yeah, because I have um, the PlayStation Now, which is like the streaming slash download slash rental yeah, service yeah. or whatever. It's like Netflix for video games, um, which is super cool. I like that a lot. Um, uh, I, have it on, um, I have it on my PC. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I have been playing some Hollow Knight. Um, it's really tricky. The controls are very finicky. Um, there's kind of a bit of a lag time between your actions. So I've been kind of like, so I played it for a while and then like I got like, you know, farther and then I died and then I got like farther and then I fucking died and then I got farther and I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. I think I have this down and then I died because of something stupid. And I was like, you know, what? fuck this. I'm going to go play Tekken. So, <laughs> Hollow Knight and Tekken for me. Dope, dope. And yourself, did you end up buying that uh, uh, Cthulhu game? I did. I haven't played it yet because I'm still... Well, I was playing Thimbleweed Park. Right. And then I lost my save file. Oh, no. I know. So, I had to start over, um, which is fine. It wasn't like I was like super far into it because I've been so busy, but... Um, I, since I had to start over, I started streaming it, so that's been fun. Nice. Hell yeah. 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 Are you streaming too? Um, I was streaming Soma for like a second. I don't really know how that is going to work out with, um, so as I was telling Adrian earlier, when I moved into, I live on a mountain. (laughs) I don't live in a town. I live like at a ski resort, 45 minutes away from anything. And that's if you're speeding. Um, so I moved out here with like very minimal stuff in like my Subaru legacy, which is not super big. Like it's a, it's a boat for like a passenger car for sure. But like, it is not meant to like hold like all of the things that you own. Um, so I couldn't take my TV with me. I sold it to Adrian and Noah, which is dope. I'm really glad that I got to pass it on to a loving family that will take care of it. We're (laughs) having a great time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so when I first showed up and they like got me checked into like my employee housing, which is like this cute little like cabin apartment in like a quadplex kind of situation um there was like this like tv just like chilling outside and so like called our housing director and i was like yo like (laughs) tvs aren't supposed to be outside like is this anybody's or can i take it and she was like yeah we were gonna put it in a different unit but if you want it you can just take it and it's on wheels so i could just like roll it into my house i was like yes i'm so here for this um so when I brought it into the house, I discovered that it didn't have HDMI hookups. It's just like a composite TV. So then I had to go <laughs> to Walmart and buy an HDMI to composite hookup, which means that the quality of the video is absolutely fucking garbage. But right, right. I am still able to do the things. Um, so that's, yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> Well, at least you have a TV to play on. <laughs> yeah, that's the important part. And I also have, like, I have my laptop, but it's, like, not super reliable, as we've right. noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can play League uh, on here, maybe. Maybe. Well, cool. That's uh, that's the podcast. Yeah. 
thanks for coming out, folks. Um, thanks for all the support from friends and family, um, except you, Mom, because you haven't listened to it yet. Um, <laughs> and uh, like I said, just please, please, if you can, write in with those like little blurbs. Like honestly, like it could be like 140. You know, it could be a tweet that you tweet at us if you don't yeah. feel comfortable yeah. DMing, or if you do feel comfortable DMing. I don't, I don't know. Whatever it is. Um, just uh, give us those, give us those juicy details. Um, feel free to kiss and tell, because we will uh, keep your name under wraps if that's what you'd like. Um, once again, all of that you can reach out to us on social media is going to be Bite Size Podcast. That's B Y T E S I Z E Podcast um, for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and then also Bite Sized podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to email us and of course we are available on apple Podcasts, spotify and the google play music store as well um, as well as our podomatic website so thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you guys when we see you bye bye